Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is the 23rd of November, 2022. Happy Thanksgiving season. On today's show, a look at some comments made by Paul Feinbaum once again about the Big 12, about TCU, and why these are even worse than last week's. And even more, even more wrong than we had last week from Feinbaum. So more on that. Also, Lance Leipold gets his contract extension at Kansas, why this is great news for the Jayhawks football program and for the Big 12 as a whole. All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast, 23rd of November, 2022, Please subscribe to the channel, guys. We are approaching 2,600 right now, or 2,700 rather, right now. So please help us get over that hump by subscribing to the channel. Follow me on Twitter, at LOBig12 is the channel for the show, at JoshNeighbors underscore for me personally. And also make sure you guys find this show wherever you get your podcast. Please like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the channel once again and leave comments on the videos as well. Uh, big picture stuff coming today. Game previews coming tomorrow because it's Thanksgiving week. And also we've got a game on Friday, Texas and Baylor. So the weekend preview will be out tomorrow for your all's morning commutes, uh, wherever you guys are going, your Thanksgiving commutes rather. Uh, so please travel safe and hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, let's not waste much time here. So last week we talked about some comments that Paul Feinbaum made on first take with uh, Chris Russo and Stephen A. Smith. This week he was back. He was with Keyshawn Johnson. And uh, with Stephen A. Smith, and I'll just play it for you all, but I think this is worse than what we heard last week. And look, I'm not here to just give Paul attention. It's not really the point of this. The point of this exercise is to talk more about the league as a whole and how like this just is, this is not just coming from Paul. It's just been him the last couple of weeks, but here's what he had to say. Very, very, that's very low. I'm going to say this to you. (laughs) The four is the four. Michigan probably lose to Ohio State. Even if that didn't happen, I got some questions about TCU because of their schedule. I could see USC getting up in there. I could see USC getting up in there. And I got to tell you, if that would have happened, that would be very exciting for college football. That's what I'm looking at. What's the possibilities, Paul, of you seeing USC getting up in there? Uh, very good, uh, because you, you, for those who don't follow this, USC has Notre Dame at home on Saturday night, and then they go to the conference championship game, presumably against Oregon, and, and Keyshawn and, and, and Molly and, and Stephen A., I think they're going to get past all that. And, and frankly, if they do, I think they deserve a ticket in. And what it really is going to come down to, assuming that TCU continues to win in the Big 12, they have, they have Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game that none, that none, none of us are going to be watching very closely, then, then I think it comes down between Southern Cal and the loser of Michigan and Ohio State. And quite frankly, I would go for Southern Cal right now. Paul, why does I, why is it that I feel like TCU is this year Cincinnati without the Cinderella story behind yeah, it? Yeah, good point. Keyshawn, because they are. Uh, and listen, I, I thought they would go down last week and they won on a last-second field goal against Baylor, which I think has lost three or four games. Uh, I mean, they're a good team, but I, I, I don't want to sound like an elitist here, and I'm sure I will, but I don't, I don't think they could cut it against uh, – 
the, the big the big boys of college football right now. I mean, they they beaten a lot of good teams, but but nobody great. Uh, and you know, winning at Texas is no big deal right now. Texas has lost four games. Uh, Baylor lost four games. Uh, so they're not going to play another good team. And, and I, yeah, I think if they end up in, in the in the semifinals against Georgia, presumably, they're going to lose by three or four touchdowns. Uh, last year, Cincinnati played Alabama. They couldn't hang with them. And I don't think TCU can hang with any of the top teams right now. Is it all- uh, number one thing is it sounds like there's some some work being done in Paul's house. Uh, it sounds like there is you know some hammering happening in Paul Feinbaum's residence, which was kind of annoying and, and weird. But um, so there's a lot to unpack there. I, we're going to ignore Stephen A. And I, Keyshawn didn't really make any points at all. But like Stephen A is like, I can see USC getting up in there and saying it twice shows he didn't really know really a, a whole lot about what's happening. Um, the, the first thing that struck me about this is that this is, and this goes back to something we talked about last week. This is on ESPN. It's on the ESPN television program. Uh, the Big 12 title game next week is going to be on ABC at noon, right? There, there's not very many games happening in conference championship week, and this game is happening at noon on ABC, which is the you know, big channel, obviously. And Paul Feinbaum, ESPN talking head, and once again, I know he's an SEC guy, is saying – we won't be watching uh, against some team who's probably, you know, they're not going to play somebody who's not very good and, and we won't be watching that game. couple things. Number one, you just hold on yourself. You're telling us that you're not really watching these games anyway, right? Number two, you are trying, you are telling people that you will not be watching a product on your network. Say what you will. Like it's not his job to promote. And, and I had somebody comment back to me on my, on my tweet saying, Oh, well, you know, you, you, you know, their job is not to be uh, pushing, peddling things. Guys, the bottom right corner of ESPN is always pushing stuff. And or on ESPN Plus, whatever new Marvel show, or excuse me, on, on Disney Plus, whatever Marvel show is, is happening, uh, you know, there. You can watch whatever on Hulu, ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Night, uh, you know, whatever big game is coming up, they'll promote in the bottom right hand corner. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to promote things that are happening on your network. It's why you see a whole lot of it. It's why you're not seeing a ton of World Cup coverage right now on ESPN because they don't have the World Cup there. They've got some other stuff, you know, some stuff going on, but like they don't carry any of the games, right? And so, you know, it's it's very common to have cross-platform, cross-channel promotion. It is pretty common. But why would you have somebody diminish the product? And also not truthfully, like, guys, Kansas State's a top 15 team. And, you know, we had the conversation the other day, like, about, like, you know, is Kansas State playing better football right now in TCU? It's a damn good football team. And so now Paul Feinbaum, he's, he's taken out, he's put TCU, you know, in, in the crosshairs. He's added other teams, right? He said they're going to play Iowa State, and they're going to go and play, uh, you know, they're all going to go and play a, uh, a Big 12 championship game, which we're not going to watch against a team that's not very good. Like, all of that's just not good to say. It's it's also wrong, too. And the Big 12 Conference had a tweet back saying, you know, over 9 million people have watched the Horn Frogs play in their last two games. Now, obviously, they played a big night game against the Texas Longhorns, which drew very well. But look, TCU, you know, they're, it's Texas, but TCU still like the, the marquee because they're the undefeated team in that in that, that combination, right, between Texas, uh, you know, there. And then obviously a good ratings this week 
for that big noon game between Baylor and TCU because it was a compelling game. And uh, you know TCU is is got major implica- implications right now, and so Paul has just told on himself that he is not watching this at all. And I talked last week about how this is bad for the game in general, right? This kind of talk because number one, you're talking about hey, we should just ignore this league, right? We should ignore it. Uh, the championship game won't be very good, and uh, we'll see TCU, you know, down the line when they play Georgia. Also, number two thing, guys, like think about this for here. Another inaccuracy, they will not play Georgia. If TCU goes unbeaten, guys, they're the number three seed, right? Number two and number three, Ohio State and Michigan still have to play. So guess who's your three seed? TCU. So TCU won't walk into Georgia. But sure, he's talking about uh, Ohio State and Michigan and you know those schools and does not think they can hang with those, those, those top schools. Like that is, you know, once again, we're getting back to the, to the main problem here about this is that he has not seen these teams play at all, which, you know, once again, is, I mean, it's just not good. He's commenting on this, Um, but whatever, you know, like this stuff being on the main ESPN platform is very harmful. We talk about the sport as a whole. This isn't just about the SEC versus the big 12, because a lot of people have been replying to my tweets and talking about bowl success and all this stuff and uh, throw that stuff away. Like this is about the health of the sport. They started this segment by talking about USC. Guys, basically TCU to them is an annoyance that's just sitting there because all they want to see is the big brands. They call TCU Cincinnati without the Cinderella story. That's just uh, that's basically saying at least Cincinnati had some some AAC smaller conference appeal. TCU doesn't have that because they're in what we deem to be a lower level Power Five league. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you all by LinkedIn. If you're searching for a job or searching to hire somebody for a job, LinkedIn's the spot to go. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions to apply. That's what they're saying right there with those comments. You know, they, they want USC to be in. And look guys, like I think it's awesome that USC is back. I think it is wonderful that the USC Trojans are back in the national conversation. It's Lincoln Riley. I think Caleb Williams is spectacular. They deserve to be here. They deserve to be in this conversation. But like acting like TCU is this barrier that's keeping us from getting all the desired blue bloods in there is wrong. Guys, those semifinal games always suck anyway. They're, they're, you know, they're dog walkings, they're curb stompings, they're whatever you guys want to call it. Think about the handful of, of close college football playoff games that we've had. Um, and I'm just gonna go back now because I looked at this, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, but think about like some of like the good games that we've had in the semifinal: Ohio State, Alabama, and that Sugar Bowl. No, it wasn't like this awesome game. I don't remember it being this amazing back and forth game. But it's it was a one score game in the end. So there you go. The Georgia Oklahoma game was pretty good as uh, pretty good, amazing. The two overtime game, right? Um, that Oklahoma Alabama semi-final game that was the Orange Bowl, 11-point game, wasn't close till much later on. 
Clemson, Ohio State, 29-23 in the Fiesta Bowl. I, I, you know, that was that COVID year. And I don't remember that game being like spectacularly, you know, this just an unbelievable football game. And so you guys are seeing what I'm talking about here because Alabama 31-14, right? Uh, LSU 63, Oklahoma 28. Uh, Clemson 30, Notre Dame 3. Georgia, you know, Oklahoma's a good one. Uh, Alabama 24, Clemson 6. Alabama 24, Washington 7. Clemson 31, Ohio State 0. Clemson 37, Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma 17. Alabama 38, nothing. Oregon 59 to 20 over FSU. There are more blowouts than not. And so, like, that's not the point here right now is will TCU eventually lose to Georgia? That's not the conversation. If we're talking about Georgia guys, whenever Georgia has to turn it up the last couple of years, have you noticed what they do? They win. They win and they win again. Every single time they're pushed. Guess what? Even the games, they don't look good. They still win the damn game, right? I mean, part of the Florida game didn't look good. All right, end up winning that game big. They they scored on every drive, I think, in the second half of the Missouri game where they didn't look good, end up winning that game. Kentucky last week didn't look good, won the game. But when Tennessee rolls around, right, or Michigan in the college football playoff, then Alabama, what does Georgia do? They win, guys. And they do the same thing probably to TCU. They probably do the same thing to Michigan. With the way Ohio State's look, they probably do the same thing to Ohio State, although Ohio State's got a ton of firepower, but they've been very inconsistent. Some some weird performances against uh, Northwestern, weird performances against Maryland, right? But, you know, we're talking about these uh, – USC, there's no – USC, they're going to stop Georgia? Are, are they? Because they, they force turnovers, but they don't do anything else on defense. And will Caleb Williams and company, will they score a bunch on Georgia? The answer is probably no because nobody does it. I mean, Tennessee couldn't do it, right? They couldn't do it in that game. Missouri had a little bit of success, but when push came to shove, they couldn't get the job done. So you guys, you know, to, to compare them to Georgia, I think is very unfair. And to say, well, they get, you know, they're killed by Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's beating everybody's ass right now. They're the, they're the you know, reigning national champions. They lost one game last year and immediately beat, you know, beat the hell out of Michigan. And then end up getting the win over Alabama again and really beat up Bryce Young too in that game. And other injuries really beat up Bryce Young. So like that is completely unfair and besides the point of all of this. And when you keep missing the mark, like it's it's this constant diminishing in a variety of ways. Last week he said TCU couldn't handle Baylor. Uh, you know, or TCU, excuse me, TC last week Paul Feinbaum said TCU would not be able to handle Tennessee. Well, guys, this week Tennessee and, and TCU played very similar opponents. They both went on the road against six and four teams that have played well at times and have really struggled at times, Baylor and South Carolina. Tennessee got massacred by South Carolina. You know, TCU was on the ropes, very much on the ropes. They were down their best running back, their two best wide receivers, and their best special teams player, and they scored twice in the final drives to get the fire drill field goal, and they win the game and remain unbeaten. But all that they're going to act like here on ESPN is, all oh, this nuisance TCU. We just clear them out of the way. Where is, like, the respect for just winning games? It's it's ex- TCU's 12 and 0 guys is much more exciting than Georgia's 12 and 0 or excuse me 11 and 0 right now. Their 11 and 0 has been more exciting than Michigan's. Michigan's was close last week obviously. It's been more exciting than Ohio State's. Like their games are compelling and I'm not here to sell you as TCU with some amazing team. We talked about it on yesterday's show. That they're a great team and they find ways to win. But like this is not oh my god offensive onslaught who can stop these guys. No, they've had moments where they've been stopped and held up in the last few games specifically by the Texas Longhorns and that defensive front Texas had. We're not saying, oh, my God, this defense, it looks like Georgia's last year. No, but 
uh, you know, they had some games where you know, teams can move the ball on them. Baylor had a lot of success moving the ball on them, right? So have other teams. But they had games like that Texas game, you know, that they were able to, to make the stands when they had to. They made a stand last week and they had to. Their team is a much more compelling 11 and now. Isn't this a product anyway? Football is entertainment. And so why are we, like, diminishing the most entertaining of the top four teams? Guys, Michigan's not that fun to watch, all right? Ohio State's pretty fun to watch, but it's been so stop-start sputtering, people complain about play calls, and it feels like they haven't fully reached their potential that it's not as fun and compelling to watch them kill teams occasionally and struggle as it is to watch TCU, you know, pull the fire drill or, or you know, have to cling to beer life against Texas because, uh, you know, uh, they also want to give my two scores, but they, they messed up the snap there, right? West Virginia, the the Hail Mary to cover. Uh, not Hail Mary, the offsides play. You guys understand what I'm saying, right? Like, they're just more compelling and more fun to watch. And for some reason, we're diminishing that because there's not an OU, not a Texas, not a G. There's not a big A, a, a curse of A. There's not the LSU Tiger. There's none of that by their name in front. And so it's just going to cause them to, to be diminished in this situation. And I think it's not good for the sport at all. Thank God we're heading towards a 12-team playoff. All right, because with these kind of attitudes, and I guarantee you there'll be more of them. We talked about it last week, guys, with Peter Burns' comments earlier in the season, right? It's not just Paul Feinbaum. There are other people who are diminishing leagues like the Pac-12, like the Big 12, even like the ACC. That is almost this super league mindset that is not good for the sport. And it keeps happening over and over and over again. And, you know, I know it's, you know, maybe just, crying over spilled milk, but like there are people out there who are telling me, well, where is he wrong? You know, what about the bowl success guys? It's not about this. It's not about that at all. It's about finding people, the, the teams that deserve to get in. It's not about creating Paul's dream playoff or else like half the team shouldn't show up. There'd be no Cinderella's. And the thing is like, as opposed to celebrating a team that went five and seven last year, didn't make a bowl game, change coaches new offensive and defensive coordinators taking essentially the same group of kids and a backup quarterback, as opposed to celebrating this, we're talking about TCU schedule and their week games. And, Oh, I'd rather see USC. Oh, they couldn't beat Georgia. Why aren't we celebrating? What is a tremendous story about a team that wins close football games has the same kids from last year. that all I needed was a coaching change. And it's a ton of fun on social media. Like, what else about TCU guys is there to miss? I'm not telling you they're going to win. I, I, I'll probably pick against them when it comes to playoff time. And hell, I'm not even sure I'm picking them against Kansas State, depending on how healthy both teams are going into the game. But that's not the point. Like, Paul's thinking about Paul sitting in the press box at the Peach Bowl, whatever the semifinal games are this year, and about how competitive the games are, and about his show the next day. He's not thinking about what's better for the overall health of the sport. OU and Texas are down. They are not the best teams in the league. They're almost on the way out. And in the interim, in the meantime, with those two teams still in the league, like these schools right now in the Big 12 are proving that they can make the push. And look, like I think there's a chance that two Big 12 teams should be in the playoff conversation. You know, Kansas State right now is on such a run that Kansas State could put themselves in the mix for a playoff if TCU went 12 and one and K state won at 10 and three and was your big 12 champion, you know, T Kansas state's in automatically, right. With an automatic bid and a 12 team playoff and TCU, <coughs> excuse me, at 12 and one deserve a ton of consideration probably should be in there as well. And 
you know, we're acting. I mean, if these attitudes persist and follow us to the 12 team playoff, people are going to act like the big 12 teams don't deserve a seat. That multiple big 12 teams don't deserve a seat at the table. I just want people to take note of what's happening right now in this league while Texas and Oklahoma are there. Because last week, and Paul said, you know, that the, the big 12, it's, it's TCU's big 12 now, implying that because TCU is winning it, the league is not as good. Oklahoma and Texas are not there. Oklahoma was very good last year too. What, 10-win team, whatever it was, you know, playing Oklahoma State last week of the season to go to the Big 12 championship game, didn't make it. They lost to both teams that title game. Both those teams, I mean, if that Chandler Morris YOLO game doesn't happen, Baylor has got a shot at making the playoff. Both those teams, Oklahoma State and uh, Baylor last year, won their um, their uh, January 6 Bowls, right? I mean, Oklahoma's uh, Oklahoma State's massive comeback against Notre Dame, and then obviously another injuries against Ole Miss, but they both won their New Year's Six games. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you all by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. BetOnline is the best place for all of your sports action needs. Guys, right now, there is no better time with the World Cup happening, NFL, college football, NCAA basketball early season tournaments, NBA, NHL, and more happening all at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. They've got a new sleek interface. Encourage you guys to go check that out. You can access it through your mobile device or on your computer if you want to. So many options at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. It's what we use for our spreads every single week. So check them out at BetOnline and BetOnline.net today. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. So these attitudes are what we have to call out. ESPN and Brett Yormark's right when he says this, guys. He's asked about this too. Brett Yormark needs to be a uh, needs to make sure that ESPN are being better stewards of the Big Twelve. Like if the Big Twelve is having to tweet this out and say this about how many people are watching the game, I can promise you all that Brett Yormark is not happy about what an ESPN talking head is saying about the league, and he has made it very, very, very apparent that he would like ESPN and Fox to do better promotional stuff in terms of, you know, features and pieces and promotion on the players and coaches and stories and figures in this league. Now they've re-upped with them. And so I'm Brett Yormark. I'm upset. I'm really upset because this is, you know, and look like the teams can only win as much as teams have to win. Sure. But outside of winning, which TCU is doing, like what else do they have to do to change the attitude? Sorry, they're not Georgia. Sorry, they're not Ohio State. Sorry, they're not, they're not Michigan. And they're not playing that weak ass schedule and just wailing on teams. But like we have to apologize for playing in a good league and having a team that is just great at winning. They're not great at offense. Well, they're, they're pretty good at offense. They're not excellent at defense, pretty good at defense. But they're they're you know, they are excellent at winning football games against pretty good teams, against the number one strength of record and the best strength of schedule out of any of the top four teams right now. All right. And, and so that that's kind of where this all this passion and frustration comes from. Like ESPN, they need to put somebody else up there with Paul to at least defend TCU and not be like, oh, they get, you know, the conversation is about TCU getting dog walked, right? Like change the conversation. The, the conversation is not about TCU playing Georgia. It's about them cheerleading USC to be in because it's more compelling and acting like TCU is a nuisance, is a roadblock from that happening because that's just big brand college football. That's all we want. We, we just want the big brands in there. It'll be more compelling with Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. And look, guys, if those two teams play a neutral field, TCU and USC, be a, probably be a pretty damn good football game. Probably a really good football game if those teams met on a neutral field. I think that'd be an exciting, awesome game to watch between those two teams. 
And I, I, mean, I don't think USC would kill him either. Like, I think that'd be a really close, compelling game. Give USC the edge because of, you know, that they got the Heisman Trophy winner on the side. I always, you know, go with, hey, best player in the field, playing the most important position in the field. Go that way. But if TCU's full strength, that's a damn good football game, I think, in my opinion. Right? So that attitude of just kind of get these guys out of here because there's Cincinnati without the story. Stop treating them like Cincinnati. Their schedule is harder than Cincinnati's last year. Their wins are better than Cincinnati's last year. They deserve more than this, man. They deserve a lot more than this crap. And it's ESPN's job to help put it out there that, you know, like you are, you are, should be, you should be promoting this well, not with this kind of crap, especially we got in the big 12 championship game when a playoff spots functionally on the line and playoff spots will be on the line in the future. It's just not the kind of stuff that should happen. All right. One more thing before we get out of here, guys, Lance Leipold gets his contract extension from the university of Kansas. How important it is for us to keep these coaches guys uh, to have Lance Leipold stay in uh, in the big 12 to have Chris Kleiman stay in the big 12 to have Matt Campbell stay in the big 12 to have eventually Luke fickle stay in the big 12. These are guys who are excellent program builders who are at different kinds of schools, Kansas state, Iowa state, um, you know, Sonny Dykes at TCU, Dave Aranda at Baylor. The Big 12's got a lot of program builders, right? These guys are program builders. You see what Dave Aranda's doing with Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos and Ron Roberts. And like, you know, the the idea that, man, we really struggled two and 10 one year. The next year we can turn it around. And this year's not going well. And I'm sure next year Baylor will be even better, you know, even better. Mike Gundy built that thing out, you know, built that program up. I know Les Miles had some success before, but Mike Gundy built that thing into what it is now, an eight win a year powerhouse, basically. And eight, you know, it's eight plus a year in Oklahoma State is what it feels like at this point in time. Chris Kleiman, the success he's had in North Dakota State. Lance Leipold, Wisconsin Whitewater just guys who elevate the floor. And that's the reason why we're seeing that TCU schedule, the strength of schedule and the strength of record be so good is because the floor of these programs is being elevated by these coaches, right? Neil Brown's going to get fired, but like Neil Brown didn't do the worst job I've ever seen. He didn't damage the program irreparably. Like he went to a couple bowl games. Right. And so these guys, there's a lot of guys in this league. Like there's just, you know, people talk about Matt Wells, like Matt Wells was not a horrible football coach. Gary Patterson was not a horrible football coach, but good for these schools for setting the standards and putting in the money like we've seen them do it. Uh, and especially, you know, like we're seeing Kansas do now, right. They have got a, now a, uh, this according to Pete Thamel, Lance Leipold agreed on terms for a contract extension through 2029. Uh, he has resuscitated that Kansas program, as Pete Thamel says. The commitment to Leipold, who is averaging $2.75 million annually, his initial six-year deal when he hired 2021, is indicative to Kansas's surge in commitment to football and other also facility improvements that are expected to cost more than $300 million. Talking to Michael Swain this morning, uh, I was working the Big 12 this morning show, and he was talking about how the fan experience at KU is not very good right? They had to do a lot to build up that fan experience. Well, this is the kind of stuff that's doing it. The facilities, the recruiting, all that kind of stuff. This is a big bump. This is what KU needed, right? And so what's really, it's exciting that they're doing this. And also, you know, it's it's kind of keeping them away from Nebraska, Wisconsin. I think one bigger name hires would be better off getting a guy, in my opinion, like Lance Leipold. 
we'll see what happens also with the assistant pool too. We'll get you guys more numbers uh, as they come out. But the big story here is Lance Leipold extended at the University of Kansas. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at LO Big 12 is the show at Josh Neighbors underscore is me personally. Uh, you guys can find me uh, or find the show wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all of those places. Um, and then also you guys can find us on YouTube. Please subscribe, like the video, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. All right, my friends, until next time, as always, stay safe.